This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. And this next discussion is one that I'm very passionate about, but I'm going to kind of be on the sidelines a bit for. Being a mother of a 12-year-old, there are certain words that are not allowed in my house. Obvious ones. N-word, C-word, F-word, R-word. Today we're talking about the R word that sometimes pops itself into uh, the vernacular, sort of off the cuff. But what if you got it on a government letter? A BC mom actually raised a complaint about the R word being used not once but twice from the children's ministry email uh, about her son. Flagging it was very important. And, And just before we get to the opening of the conversation, the government has changed things because of our next guest, Sue Robbins. They've actually sincerely apologized for any distress that the letter caused. This is an official statement. The ministry values inclusivity and understand the profound effect labeling can have on children, youth, and families. So the language in question was part of an older correspondence template, which has now been updated. That's the long and the short of that. So welcome to the show, Sue Robbins. Thanks for being here. Thanks for your interest. Oh, we need to put Sue's mics on, mic on. There we go. I think we're there. Hmm. Now we have Sue's mic. There you go. Sorry, <laughs> technical difficulty. <laughs> Sue Robbins is with us, at mom of Aaron, and also in studio is Ben Dooley, our CKNW producer, who is brilliant. Um, ben and I work a lot together, so you may have heard me mention him before. Ben, people might not know, you were born with spina bifida. Yeah, yeah, I was uh, born with spina bifida, and, uh, you know, doctors didn't think I would I would be living uh, after birth, but here I am. And here you are, booking a show like we have today that is so busy. But we're very glad to have Sue Robbins in studio. Your son is how old? So I have three kids, but my youngest son, Aaron, is 16, and he has Down syndrome. So this note that you got from the ministry was referencing to his continuing to be able to access supports? It's what the government calls transitioning. So as your child gets older and closer to adulthood, uh, he'll be moving from children's supports into the adult world. So the email that I received in my inbox was, it was a form letter and it was a list of all the things us families have to do in order to get our kids ready to basically grow up. (laughs) And, um, you know, I, I had dropped Aaron off at Taekwondo and I was sitting in the car and I, I thought, oh, I'll just check my email. So I checked my email and I saw there was something from the ministry and I opened it up and I started reading it. And and in the middle of it, it said the R word. And I can't even say the word. Hopefully everyone knows what that means. I think everybody knows yeah, what that means I'm, and like, should know not to use yes, it. Yes. Yeah. Um, and, and it wasn't just once, it was twice. And it was in regards to how kids with intellectual disabilities, they have IQ testing and kind of the categories they put them in. And it's an old-fashioned formal term for having uh, intellectual disability, but it's totally not even used anymore. Right. They said it was a clinical term. Yes. Uh, The language in question reflected uh, clinical terminology that had previously been used in the field. Right. Yeah. So now it's 2020 and we don't use the R word anymore, like ever. And you know, I, I have to say, for me, it, it's a trigger. It, it's a trigger because even just two weeks ago, Aaron was at an open gym class one Friday evening with his dad, and this little kid came up to him who was about six and called him 
the R word, like like because Aaron's got a visible disability, and that's an often a word used for people with Down syndrome. And I, I asked my husband, "What did Aaron do?" Like I was worried. <laughs> His response to that, and he said he just looked at him and walked away. So, how does that young person learn that word in that context in 2020? Like, I that's the part where. I think is it, it ignorance? Te- like teach your children well. I think it comes from from home. I think that people use it, not realize the power of that word, and then other times people use it because of the power of that word, and right. it's to put people down and to devalue people, and it's an insult. And you know, if you, you could pick another word, right? If you want to call would, somebody insulting, I'd so, ask yeah. both of you this: What is the another word that's not insulting? Not not like yes, there are many words for insults, but people carefully sort of dance around. And Ben, maybe you can chime in because, you know, Sue, you and I as tabs, temporarily able-bodied, that's my, the terminology that I have learned from my friends in the disabled community. What, what's the right way to speak to a a physical appearance of, of, of challenge? Well, I, I think it varies from person to person. You know, somebody might say, that they're okay with uh, being called a person with a disability. That's uh, a generally accepted term. Somebody might not like, you know, being called disabled. Right. So somebody might say that I use a wheelchair, and that is that is who I am. I'm just somebody who uses a wheelchair to get around. That doesn't make me any different. Yeah. That's just the way that I operate. And so it, it very much... Uh, varies from from person to person, and it's all about I think having that conversation about how would you like to discuss, you know, what what you deal with on a on a day to day basis. Are you okay if I refer to you in this manner? Yeah. Or what's what's your preferred terminology? Yeah. It's, we're, we're doing that with pronouns now, so why not? Yeah, totally. Right? It's just about having that conversation, and I, and that's why I'm glad you know Sue came in. Uh, to today to to have that conversation with us because I, I can say everything that I want, but we need people who are not d- disabled to also chime in on the conversation. Right to to say that it doesn't just matter to people with disabilities; it matters to their parents, yeah. to their friends, to to people in their community. Yeah, we because- need to teach our children well the 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 need for inclusivity. And not derogatory terms. I think that's where the R word comes into play. And Sue, bringing it to the attention of the government on that form, you've already moved the meter. But the kindness piece, raising three children, one of which happens to have Down syndrome and and is, is growing into adulthood, transitioning to adulthood for him must be scary for you as a mom to some degree. I'm scared of my 12-year-old transitioning into adulthood. So aren't we all as moms worried? Well, I think there's always loss involved with that as right. your children grow up and move out. And my, my other children are uh, 23 and 26. So oh, I've had a while to, yes, to get used to the idea of that. So I think kids start breaking their mother's hearts the minute they're born because they start separating. So that, that piece of it is hard. But what is distressing to me is that for when my other kids, Ella and Isaac, grew up and graduated from high school, we celebrated that. That was fun. Like you went out and got the dresses and everyone got dressed up and you had a big party and it was a time for celebration. And for Aaron, uh, the idea of him growing up, if you listen to what the government says, it's like looking down the barrel of a, of a gun. Like there's all these terrible things 
that it's it's just so stressful. We have to do all this stuff to get them ready to transition over to the adult world. And and there's there's no joy in it. Like mm. they've taken the joy and the celebration out of it. And it, he's like, a, he's a person on a social worker's file. That's what ends up happening. And what I fear is... You know, I, I talk a lot in about in healthcare about kindness and compassion. You've actually written a book on it. I have, yeah. It's called Bird's Eye View, and it was just released in October. And I've been doing lots of speaking tours at hospitals about it. But it really transfers to the social services and education, like and and healthcare, like all of it. The fact is that people need to be seen as people first. Like right. that is the most important. So Aaron, you know, he's not Down syndrome. Like he's a person who has Down syndrome. Right. And 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 really considering him as a human being and getting to know him as a human being. And anybody who understood our community, uh, who worked for the ministry, would not have sent that letter out. Like they would have known that the R word, I don't care if it's used in a clinical form Doesn't or not. Matter. Doesn't matter. They would not have sent it out. So I think there's a lack of understanding with our institutions and the system about what it's like to have a disability, to be disabled, and to love somebody who's disabled. So I really think it comes back to their own personal values. And I wish that you know would pe- people would do that kind of inner work to look at it because that was not a kind letter. And I didn't even read the rest of it. Like right. it wasn't even an effective form of communication. And Because of that one word used twice. Yeah, I turned off. I immediately turned off. And they're trying to get some point across, some information that's important to me, but they did not do it in a in a certainly an audience-friendly manner. And my son can read. And so I don't know. I should check his Gmail. I don't know how they got our addresses. Like maybe he got a copy of that. And in fact, I... I had to talk to him about this because they used the picture. You know, I wanted to get his mm-hmm. consent for using mm-hmm. his picture and using his first name, and he was okay with it. He's actually an actor, so he's he's okay with that. He, he doesn't mind us talking about him, he said. But it, the one question he had for me is, he said, Mom, he said, why is the government calling me the R word? And I, I, I don't know how to answer that. He knows it's a terrible word. Yeah. Maybe this is a good lesson for the government to go through all of their files and form letters and just make sure that it is removed from all communications at every level because it is a derogatory term, full stop. I want to turn to you again, Ben, and ask you about making the transition to adulthood. Was there, was there? because I met your dad when we were playing sledge hockey a couple weeks ago with Haley Wickenheiser, no big deal. Um, Yeah, your dad was like, that's my guy. That's my guy. He he seemed like a person who always thought you could shoot for the stars and, and, and make it. Were there people who thought, yeah, well, you know, you're out of school, you're done? Oh, 100%. You know, the, it, I, I have a letter from my doctor who uh, he wrote this letter um, so that while I was transitioning out of school, I could stay on my dad's health insurance. This letter says that I will never be capable of working. <laughs> wow. Well, that doctor was wrong, because you're a rock star producer here at CKNW, and I'm proud to call you my teammate, and I'm glad you're here. Shine in some light on this, and I'm glad that you brought Sue uh, and her story to our attention so we could book this guest today, because I think we've, we've helped someone. Someone's listening right now going, I felt like the R word because I've been called the R word so many times. Guess what? You're not the R word. I get. I guess one thing I want to make sure I say is, you know, people think having a child with a disability is a burden, and we hear that a lot about suffering and burden. 
but he's not the burden. (laughs) These are the types of things that cause the burden and suffering, and it's systems and society. And people go, oh, it's the system. But people built that system. So if people built that system, people can also demolish the system. So really looking at this as a lesson for MCFD and thinking about you know, how they personally feel about disabled people that they're supposed to serve. And is this a person-centered process that they're in? And I would say that it's not, and not it from my perspective. It should be. be. Yes. Sue Robbins, thank you very much. Give Aaron a high five. He's making change here by uh, giving his consent. And I want to I want to know, you can tell me off air what, what he's acting in, because that's that sounds cool. <laughs> I'd like to follow along. And Ben Dooley, as always. Thank you. Excellent. Now get back to work. We're busy. 